0: All right. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And I know, Vaughn, this morning, all eyes are kind of on the Bank of Canada, including some of the premiers in our country.
1: Yes, Simi, Premier of British Columbia, David Eby and a couple of his colleagues across Canada wrote a letter to the head of the Bank of Canada way back in the beginning of September to say enough with the raises of the interest rates. Canadians are hurting. Our electorate is hurting and stop it. And uh, the head of the bank wrote back. Now, we didn't know that the head of the bank had written back to the premiers until this week. Canadian press got a copy of the Tiff Macklem letter to the premiers saying, back off. And uh, David Eby got asked about it yesterday uh, during a media avail, a press conference, a news conference. So we now know the full exchange. uh, Interesting political machinations here. Uh, No question, Simi, that uh, Canadians are hurting from high interest rates. I have to say so are governments. Uh, This government in B.C. and a lot of other governments across Canada borrow a lot of money. They've got a lot of debt. Interest rates affect their ability to borrow and do what they want to do, too. So it's them versus the Bank of Canada. And the head of the bank says, you know, if elected politicians start telling the bank what it should do about interest rates, that could uh, compromise the bank's reputation for independence.
0: Right. Uh, This is interesting. I was surprised that the Bank of Canada governor said anything at all about this. Yeah,
1: it it is surprising. I don't know who leaked the letter to the Canadian press, uh, but somebody did. Uh, the premiers uh, haven't really backed off on this. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting too, Simi. The the premier's political calculation here. So what they did was they got a conservative premier, Doug Ford, a liberal premier, a furry from Newfoundland, and an NDP premier to write the letter. So try to make it sound sort of not entirely partisan, beating up on the national uh, bank. Uh, The letter back... um, well, you know, I think the head of the Bank of Canada is obviously under an awful lot of pressure. And he's under a lot of pressure because, you know, if, if the politicians, Simi, set the interest rates in this country, they would never be high enough to combat inflation. Uh, for one thing, their own governments don't like high interest rates, and neither does the electorate. But the only way you're going to get inflation-fighting interest rates is through an independent bank. But that is not a popular view today. I noticed, Simi, yesterday when the federal government came out and commented on this, the first thing the federal government pointed out was Pierre Polyev has been calling for the head of the head of the Bank of Canada. So these are populist times. And I just can't imagine what interest rates would be. You know, uh, they might be giving away money. Uh, There certainly wouldn't be... What we see now, which is an attempt to fight inflation by having high, publicly unpopular interest rates.
0: Yeah, which makes me wonder what's going to happen this morning. Yeah. Which EB I'll... was,
1: um, yeah, yeah. It, it makes me wonder too. But EB, I, EB was, you know, got asked about this yesterday, right? He said, "I have no apologies for standing up uh, for my constituents and offering my opinions to the Bank of Canada." He said and pointed out that the head of the bank did say that uh, you know thank you for the feedback uh, i hear a lot from canadians on this issue it just finished with that warning that you know politicians start giving advice to the bank on what interest rates should be it could raise questions about the bank's independence eb said i don't think that's a concern i respect the independence of the bank and i also say i have a right as a premier to tell the head of the bank what his policies are doing uh, he doesn't think that his letter was intended to compromise the independence of the bank. So that's where things stood at the end of the media scrum yesterday.
0: Let's continue our conversation with Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Now, Vaughn, this I find so interesting because, you know, we talked yesterday about the new program to recognize international credentials. But I don't remember hearing about this part in the press conference.
1: Uh, we're going to get a superintendent of recognition of international credentials. The superintendent's going to have a lot of power. He or she's going to have a big office. They're going to be able to audit and review and investigate and penalize the regulatory agencies that oversee the 29 professions that are going to be recognized. Uh, the office is there to make sure that the the whole process of recognition of international credentials is fair and transparent and speedy, which is the whole point of the legislation. But the government is not just going to sit there and tell these associations that you're going to have to do this. They're establishing an enforcer to make sure they do do it, to audit them, to investigate them, to find them if necessary. Uh, The thing that I find interesting about this is that the government has told us nothing about what that office is going to cost or how much staff it's going to need. You would think when you're bringing in legislation in the House that the public would be told that as well. Hey, this office is gonna have to hire, I don't know what, two dozen expensive bureaucrats. It's a lot. They're gonna need to know their stuff. They gotta be able to audit, they gotta be able to investigate, research and penalize. Um, And uh, not only just how many people it's gonna add, but what it's gonna cost. Nope, they haven't decided anything. The minister uh, who presided over the press conference the other day, Andrew Mercier, uh, said, oh, don't worry, this isn't going to be a great big government bureaucracy. Oh, really? Well, uh, the minister whose name is on the bill, Selena Robinson, she's in charge of post-secondary education. She told me yesterday when I asked her, um, there's no decisions have been made on how big an office it's going to be or how many people are going to be hired, or what the budget is. Well, I mean, that is how this government does things, I have to say, because, Simi, this fall we got two more of these agencies, uh, short-term rentals. There's going to be a registrar for short-term rentals, and there's going to be an enforcement office. So we've had three new government bureaucracies created by legislation this fall, and we've been told exactly nothing about how many people are going to be added to the government to do make this happen or what it's going to cost.
0: And it's interesting, too, in terms of the housing and the short term rental thing. I feel like that's become a bit of a battleground that we'll see more of leading up to the election next year, because we saw that the opposition, BC United, came out with proposed amendments for yep. this. And there was a lot of back and forth on social media about this.
1: Yeah, and the government voted them all down, which is government's do. Um, yeah, I'm, I think they're both going to be contentious. I think that, you know, the, the goal of both pieces of legislation, people understand, I think public may well support. But the international credential recognition, you're going to have an agency out there pushing for recognition and you're going to have uh, professional associations out there saying, oh, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> the reason these rules and regulations exist is because we have to make sure that people are qualified and uh, qualified to practice in British Columbia. Uh, there's also federal uh, legislation and federal regulation they have to deal with. So uh, it's entirely possible that this superintendent will end up hitting bureaucratic obstacles of his or her own, but it's also possible that the professional associations might end up in court fighting this. Uh, short-term rentals, uh, I think we've already seen Simi uh, there's a general concern about the impact on the tourism sector. Mm-hmm. So, uh, people come here and they go for the Airbnb because the downtown hotels are incredibly expensive, and mm, downtowns like Vancouver don't have such a great reputation anymore as a place to walk around. So, I think what you're seeing there is legitimate concern. So, liberals, the uh, former party, formerly known as the liberals, I'm still making that mistake. Um, so I sympathize with the public that's confused on it. Uh, the BC United concern they raised yesterday was, you know, Airbnbs exist for other reasons than tourism. And they gave the example of people who have to come to Vancouver for surgery or medical care. They take an Airbnb so their family can be with them, uh, say cancer treatment and so forth. And the, Americans are, the Canadians are sending uh, people from British Columbia to Bellingham for uh, cancer treatment. So, you know, they did raise some issues with this. Um, I think you've got a very, very activist government here, Simi, that has increased the size of the public service by a third. And this is central government. This isn't school teachers and doctors and nurses. This is just the central bureaucracy of the government, has added about 12,000 full time equivalent positions since the NDP got in. Uh, I don't know. When you see how unhappy people are with the results on things like public safety, healthcare waiting lists, housing prices, uh, cost of living, uh, people might be asking themselves when you've added, you've increased the public service by a third, why are the results so disappointing?
0: Right, that, that that's going to be I feel like more of a battleground, right? In yeah. the in the months ahead, kind of delineates I think the parties. So. You know,
1: uh, we've seen it again and again in the opinion polls. Yes, the new Democrats are going to win the election if it's called today. It's a year away, but those polls are that's a long all time away, thing. though. That's a long it time is. away. It is a long time away. And those same opinion polls, and, you know, the NDP supporters cite the party choice numbers to you, those same opinion polls say the public's not impressed with the government's record on a bunch of things. So, yeah, they're, they're just going ahead. And, and every time there's a problem, uh, we get legislation, regulation, and in this case, three new government offices. But you go, hmm, a year from now, will those offices have done anything but hire people and spend money? Will they have actually produced results? And on that one, uh, I have to say, given the record so far, uh, I'm skeptical that this will do as much good as the government says it will.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Well, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.